This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Orlando, Florida. Get ready for a weekend full of excitement, powerful worship, and messages that will change your life. It's all part of the Joyce Meyer Ministries Conference Tour that's coming March 14th through the 16th. Join thousands at the Amway Center and be led in worship by contemporary Christian artist Israel Houghton. Here, New York Times best-selling author and practical Bible teacher Joyce Meyer. I said, even while you're maturing and changing, you can enjoy your imperfect self. I said, you can enjoy your imperfect self. The best part is admission is free. Sessions begin Thursday night, March 14th. Just call one eight six six C Joyce or check out JoyceMeyer.org for all the details. WCNO's broadcast day is underwritten by Krause and Crane Incorporated, celebrating 50 years of air conditioning service to the Martin County area. Since 1957, Krause and Crane certified technicians have serviced all makes and models of air conditioners and provides an energy savings agreement for any commercial or residential need. Krause and Crane, the service and replacement specialist with over 50 years of experience, is available 24 hours for emergency service at 287-1227. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. God does not look at your praying and your confessing and your begging and your fasting and your agreement with others and all the other things that we do as adding up to enough to make him do a miracle. Our prayers aren't like some kind of a pry bar just trying to open up God's blessing. Just in Jesus' name, pop. Come on now. This is going to be hard for some of you. But the Lord does not respond to our faith. He doesn't respond to our faith. Our faith, if it's true faith, is simply a response to what God has already done. That's real faith. We just respond to what He's already done. Because God, by His grace, has already healed everybody. And God, by His grace, took on Himself all the sin, took on Himself all the sickness of the entire world when He went to the cross. And when they nailed Him to that cross, they nailed your sin and your sickness And every other trouble, and every other problem, and every other obstacle that you would ever have in this life was nailed to that cross with Him, and He dealt with it right there. He dealt with it. Listen to me. The Lord is not healing people today. 
I know that's just, just crazy to hear that in church, ain't it? But the Lord is not healing people today. He provided the healing 2,000 years ago on the cross. He did it then. 1 Peter 2, 24 says, By whose stripes you were healed. Were healed. Past tense. You were healed by his stripes. So how do we get that to manifest in our life today? How do we get it to manifest? It's by faith. Now faith. We believe in our heart. We confess with our mouth according to His Word. Not according to what we see. See, the opposite of faith is not fear, ladies and gentlemen. Fear is just another form of faith. The opposite of faith is sight. It's when we make a conscious decision to base what we are doing in our life based on what we see or what we feel or what we think we know rather than basing what we do on His Word. The opposite of faith is sight. But we continue to live by what we feel, don't we? Or what we think we know. Well, I just got a feeling. Well, stop having a feeling. I just feel like the Lord is showing. Well, what does His Word say? Everything you have need of, everything you have need of, was transmitted and broadcast 2,000 years ago. And it's in the atmosphere right now. It's in your born-again spirit right now. What we do with it is entirely based upon us. It's entirely based upon the life that we lead. I mean, God doesn't have to extend one pinky to heal somebody. You ever heard anybody pray, God, stretch out your mighty hand. Stretch out your mighty hand and heal this person. That's wrong. That's wrong to pray that way. He's already healed. Huh? In order for that healing to manifest, we've just got to receive it by faith. By faith. Listen, if you get this today, if you understand this, if you let this sink into your heart, if you get this, it will change your whole perspective on kingdom living and you will begin to live from a perspective of victory instead of a perspective of being a victim. That's why we have a victim mentality in the church because we don't understand faith. Always begging God for something. Always pleading with God for something. When God's saying, He's in heaven scratching His head going, what do they want me to do? I've already done everything. I've given them everything. I've blessed them with everything. I gave my son for them. I can't do anything else. I provided everything they needed already. Why are they begging me for something? See, we've come at this thing all wrong for too many years. It's by faith. Most people spend their life just praying and believing God to do something for them. And, and, and then they'll fast and then they'll, they'll just wait on God to move. I'm just waiting on God. You ever heard anybody say that? I'm just waiting on God. It's His turn now. It's time for God to do His part. They use scriptures like Psalms 27, 14. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, wait on the Lord. And they just sit back and go, well, it's God's turn. And God's in heaven going, no, 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 no. It's not my turn. I did my turn 2,000 years ago. You live it. You walk it. It's your journey. Satan's not my enemy anymore. I defeated him 2,000 years ago. 
How many know the devil is not God's enemy? He was cast out of heaven a long time ago. God defeated him. Jesus paraded him through the heavens 2,000 years ago. So well, whose enemy is he? He's your enemy. And God's given you everything you need to defeat him. Oh, help us, Jesus. It's not scripturally correct to sit around and go, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. That's not how you wait on the Lord. When we wait on the Lord, it's like being a waiter at a restaurant. We don't just sit in the back of the kitchen going, well, I'm just waiting. We don't just sit at God like we're waiting on a flight at the airport. Well, I'm just waiting on my plane to come in. Should be here any minute. That's not how you wait on the Lord. You wait on the Lord like a waiter at a restaurant. You're attentive. You, you keep the glass full of water. You're coming by. How's your dinner? How's your food? How's your, you know, you're there. You're waiting. You're serving God. You're serving God with your life. You're giving your life away to other people. You're laying your life down for the cause. You're preaching the gospel. You're healing the sick. You're living the life of faith. That's what waiting on the Lord is. And as you do that, you serve your way to your destiny. That people sitting, well, I'm just waiting on my ship to come in. I'm just waiting on God to do what he said he was going to do. I'm just waiting on the promise. You serve your way to your promise. That's faith. That's faith. Well, what do you want me to do? I don't care. Do something. Do something. Because if you're waiting on God, you're going backwards. If you're sitting around waiting on God, you're getting left behind because God's moving. The Spirit of God is moving. Things are happening. Revelations are flowing. People are being healed. He's moving. Hallelujah. Hmm? Somebody say, now faith. Let me just close with this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 22. One of the most quoted scriptures in the whole charismatic movement. It says, whatsoever things that you say, when you believe in your heart and confess them with your mouth, whatsoever things you shall say, you shall have them when you say them. I mean, if I just take that scripture and I just say, okay, whatever I say, I can have. And I take it out of context and I just go around believing that whatever, say I, whatever I say, I can have it. I mean, you can get off of scripture pretty quick. And when first time I started learning that, I used to think, well, man, whatever I desire in my heart, I can have it. I just got to believe in faith and confess it. And this is where the Word of Faith movement has gotten so off track. I shared this story before when I... Wednesday night when I worked at the drug rehab I took all the guys up to Lakeland, Florida to Carpenter's Home Church to a concert, Christian concert we were running late and I, was just, I got in a van and I was driving I said let's pray And I said Lord we're going to be late if we don't speed so I just pray God you protect us keep the state troopers off the road, help me not to get a ticket I'm going to be running about 90 all the way somewhere around Melbourne I got pulled over and got a ticket Because how many know you cannot have whatsoever things you say if God didn't provide for it? See, God, by His grace, did not provide for me to break the laws of land. God, by His grace, did not provide for me to be a bank robber. If that was the case, we could pray and run in the bank and say, God, help me not to get shot or get caught when I rob this bank because I need the money to pay my bills. But God, by His grace, didn't provide that. 
You can only be in faith and confess those things that God provided for by His grace. He said, what are those things? The Bible's full of the blessings of God. We just got to get in faith for them. Our destiny is hooked to it. Our dreams are hooked to it. Our promises are hooked to it. The life of abundance is hooked to it. That scripture, Psalms 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. I used to think, man, if I go in and I lift up my hands and I just worship the Lord, I can just have whatever I want from God. He'll give me whatever I desire. I was desiring all kinds of stuff. Jet skis, Corvettes, vacations around the world and cruises. I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I love Jesus. He's just going to give me the desires of my heart. But you know what? I found out that's not what that means. It actually literally means that when I delight myself in God and I begin to focus on God, that he comes into my life and he literally puts new desires in my heart. He puts his will and his desires there. So the more I delight in him, the more he gives me the desires of my heart. So that my desires are holy and my desires are righteous. My desires are good. They're not selfish desires, they're his desires. And we've just gotten so crazy, man, in the church in America, you know, riding around in half a million dollar cars and $50 million homes and tags, personalized tags that say third John two, beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in health as your soul prosper. God's given me the desires of my heart. Well, God's desire is that we take care of the poor and the needy, that we take care of the widows that we love each other, that we give. The only reason God, listen, really, the only reason God wants you to be blessed is so you can be a blessing. It's not so you can go around going, look at me, I'm blessed. <laughs> it's so you can be a blessing. If you've got a lot of money, it's so you can give it away. 